Hello and welcome to At Home With, a podcast from the residential business at Knight Frank. At Home With offers a glimpse inside the lives of some of the world's foremost property experts and their clients. And every week you'll be hearing conversations with interesting people from across the world about how they made it to where they are today, how they found their dream homes and how we can help you find yours. I'm your host, journalist and social media executive at Knight Frank, Rebecca Hills. Today I'm back with another exciting episode with Serena Bombesay, owner and managing director at Venice Real Estate and head of sales at Knight Frank Venice. This is such an interesting episode and a really great opportunity to learn more about how real estate markets operate in Italy. Serena began her career in communications before moving into the world of real estate in the year 2000 as a senior sales manager at Sotheby's Real Estate in Venice. In 2007, Serena moved to Venice Real Estate, which became part of the Knight Frank Global Network of worldwide residential offices in 2013 to become their head of sales. Specialising in luxury Venetian properties and working closely with teams in the UK, Serena is a font of knowledge and expertise. Serena, it's a pleasure to welcome you onto the podcast. Hello, good morning. How are you doing today? How are things at the moment with you? I'm fine, thank you. How are you? Yeah, not too bad, thank you. It's drizzling in London today, so not great weather, but I'm, I'm sure it's probably a lot nicer over in Venice. Oh yeah, so today is fantastic weather, actually. Amazing. And how have things been in Venice recently? Obviously, we've just coming out of the, the main lockdowns from coronavirus, and how's Venice been affected by that? Although the situation was actually quite sad, I have to say that our president of the Regione Veneto, Mr. Zaya, coped very well. He gave us a very good instruction. And uh, in the end, uh, I mean, uh, we were satisfied and we knew exactly how to move or what to do or not to do. Amazing. That's great to hear. And have you found that the property markets in Venice have been impacted by coronavirus or have you seen not a huge amount of difference? It was actually quite a surprising because um, during the COVID, um, I entertained very much on the phone and uh, with emails, uh, my clients, uh, more than clients, uh, they became a sort of friends uh, because we had the chance to speak more and to be more in contact with the videos uh, and with the chats uh, and uh, and so it was very nice that we basically reinforced uh, the relationship we had after the covid i mean uh, showed uh, actually a little bit uh, of improvement in moving uh, towards venice uh, with flights i actually it was very surprising because we received a lot of requests uh, of interest and uh, quickly um, some of the clients moved to Venice and they started seeing properties and buying uh, in a very fast way. Some of them was, were actually convinced to make big deals uh, on prices, but uh, prices in Venice for his, uh, its uniqueness are stable, and, uh, but we were successful and uh, we, we accommodated them and uh, they seemed to be happy of what they vote. Mm, that's so interesting because obviously Italy was quite badly affected by COVID. Why do you think there was not a huge change in demand or if anything, there was an increase in demand for Venetian properties? There was definitely an increase in demand for high quality properties. And we noticed that those people able to fly with their private flights and some also Italian company owners, I mean, the really 
really had the desire to buy a property in Venice, first of all, because they understood that life is short. And uh, if you have the possibility to buy your dream house, you you wouldn't wait anymore. Uh, everybody realized that, that quality of life uh, has to be lived uh, in the moment and not wait too much. And uh, so I would say that we and I, Frank, have been very successful. It was uh, a good time, sad in a way, but a good time uh, for business. Mm, that's so interesting. And we'll definitely go on to talk about what people are looking for when they're buying in Venice later on in our conversation. But to begin the episode, I'd like to take things back to the beginning and find out a little bit more about why you chose to pursue a career in property in the first place. It happened actually uh, by chance because I was offered to represent uh, an imported farmer in Venice, uh, uh, which was Sotheby's. And uh, I was actually their representative in Venice uh, for 10 years. And uh, after that, uh, I, I was approached uh, from Knight Frank, who they offered me to represent them in Venice. And I was very honored to, to accept uh, because we had exactly the same um, criteria. And uh, I would say we had a very good feeling, which uh, for me was very important. So I, I started to represent them in Venice and uh, with great uh, success, I think we are approaching to very interesting clients. Uh, we are making good deals uh, and have a selection of properties uh, that I, I think they are uncomparable uh, to anybody else. And your career started off in communications, if I'm right, looking at your, your LinkedIn and your career history. Why did you decide to move from communications into property and work for Sotheby's? It happened to me, as I mentioned to you, by chance, because uh, I, was, uh, I was asked for this opportunity in real estate. I love properties. I love interior design. And uh, I think I have a very good feeling and I am very good in understanding what people want. And uh, it's, it's actually a role that gives a lot of passion to me. And uh, I couldn't even think that it was, uh, would have been uh, uh, something that uh, would have changed my life uh, and my spirit of life so much but I'm, I'm very very happy I feel very much gratificated uh, and and I wouldn't change it I wouldn't change I love my work Mm, definitely. Whenever we've done interviews on this podcast, everyone says that in order to be successful in property, you need to be passionate. And so for you, what is your big passion within property? When you're selling houses in Venice, what is it about the properties there that really ignite your passions? Okay, first of all, before I, I take a client to see a property, I want to meet him in my office and, and I want to understand exactly what he's looking for have to focus for me I, I become sort of like uh, if I was a tailor that I have to understand which kind of dress you want so I have to to look carefully at the person have a deep chat understand what his tastes are and after uh, I try to to build on him the the exact property and I try to select what is uh, could can be more suitable most suitable for for him so this is actually what uh, what I like to do. I'm not in a hurry to 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 find a property, but I just to want to find the exact one. I concentrate on the client very much, and I talk to him. I try to give him feelings. I take him around and see all the different sestieri um, uh, that we have in Venice. Uh, and uh, for me, the location is also very important. I try always. I tend to send and to make clients to buy 
in a very special location. Location, location, location is important also because one by the time they're going to be fed up with their property in Venice, I want them to have a blank check and uh, sell it immediately if they need Mm, and that's that's really interesting, actually, because I think a lot of the time people talk about client relationships, but they don't talk about it from the perspective of it being less so about the property and more so about what that client's looking for. And the property almost comes afterwards. Is that kind of how you see it? Yes, so definitely. Yes. And so have you always had that more client focused side of your personality? Have you always when you've gone into transactions and from the very start of your property career, were you always looking at that client relationship? Or is that something that's grown over time and that you've learned is important over the course of your career of course uh, uh, practicing uh, practicing uh, this uh, this work is very important because you grow with practice and of course I modified a little bit the way I work because I've grown up of course I started when I was 25 I'm 49 now but I would say that it comes uh, from something that I have uh, inside me so for me the most important thing is to make the client happy more than ever and for example people that purchase this property in Venice I want them to have the Venetian life to to understand uh, how lucky we are in this city because there is no crime there are we do not have cars it's a very protected city there is no pollution or whatever and the quality life is uh, is totally different venice is, it cannot be compared to any other city you are you have to lo- you love it it's a, it's a city for lovers and so to somebody who'd never considered living in venice before and as you mentioned there it's there's no pollution there's no crime there's no cars it's a very different way of life to a lot of places in the world if someone was coming to you and said i'm considering venice but i don't really know anything about it what would be your big selling points for venice I would say, why uh, why don't you start uh, to to spend uh, some weeks uh, here? But uh, you know, with Venice, actually, it's uh, it's a question of uh, of a feeling. It's a question of feeling. It's something that you have to feel inside because it's an island that other catches you and you're interested because it has lots of culture. We have beautiful museums, we have uh, nice schools, universities. Uh, and um, so it's a feeling between between the person that comes to Venice and the city. Of course, as much as you live here, the more you understand and the more confident you become with the city. It's a it's um, a special way of living, and it's a it's a quality style that uh, has no comparison, as I mentioned before. And so when people are when people come to you, what sort of stuff are they looking for in properties in Venice? What sort of are the big selling points of properties in particular? What does the market look like? Okay, I always uh, suggest to purchase a property near a boat stop because, of course, you move with private uh, boats, but also it's important to have a boat stop next to your house. Supermarkets are important also because you need to eat, and so it's important that you have a supermarket nearby. Okay, and this is what actually brings also the price up. Uh, the location 
location for me is extremely important. So for me, the location is almost everything. The view uh, can be all, it is also important because if you purchase a property in Venice, of course, you want to be either on a square, you, you can, you like to see roofs from, from above, a terrace and gardens got lots of importance after the COVID because uh, outside spaces, uh, I mean, are very much requested now. I, I, I'm being only asked uh, for properties with uh, either a tiny balcony or gardens or things like this. Also, uh, you have to find a quiet place because the boats are sometimes everybody's obsessed with Grand Canal, but they can be a little bit noisy. So you have to make sure that you have your room on the back rather than on, on the front of the Grand Canal. These are little secrets that we know, but not everybody knows. Also, a view over a square is considered uh, a charming uh, thing to have. And a lot of people talk about Venice being incredibly tourist-centric and sometimes that can ruin the city for people. Have you found that when you've been talking to clients that that tourist element has played into whether or not they're going to decide to make a purchase or not? Yes, usually they ask me properties away from the crowd. It is not the case now because Venice is quite empty. But uh, usually, you know, when you talk about San Marco, some uh, purchaser, uh, they are a little bit frightened. They say, oh, no, I don't want to be in the crowd. But there are little narrow roads, you know, that let you be in San Marco, in the central or in Dorsoduro. It depends which area you prefer, but away from the crowd. So this is really really something that doesn't worry me. It really doesn't worry me. It's like the problem of the high tide, you know, the typical question, is it true that Venice is going to be flooded in some years? A Venetian would laugh. It's a big problem. It's a problem that we coped almost all our life, but uh, high tides last uh, two hours uh, and it comes... uh, six, ten times a year. So I wouldn't worry so much. They're a little bit, I wouldn't say silly question because I respect everybody, but uh, a little bit of question that a tourist that doesn't know Venice uh, is concerned about. And even Isham wouldn't even think about it. Mm. And do you find that you get many tourist inquiries? Is it some people come to Venice once and they think, oh my goodness, I could live here. And then they come to you and think that. Is there a particular type of person that looks for a property in Venice? What's the kind of client profile of the general purchaser? There are Actually, um, people from uh, the age, uh, young people like 20, 25, that they want to move, have an experience here. People that want to work uh, into art uh, and uh, passionate about glass, okay? Because, of course, we, we have some islands that offer beautiful opportunities. And um, people that want to have uh, a complete change of life, but was say people that they think you know would Venice uh, be a good uh, place to retire uh, it's very tranquil it's quiet uh, people that is in love with the water because uh, Venice is surrounded by water canals uh, the Grand Canal so and built by bridges so it's it's a very um, it's a different style of life uh, you marry a style of life when you when you come to Venice yeah I can imagine it's very much the sort of people who just want a complete 
completely overhaul of their life. And do you find that your your clients are international buyers or do they come a lot of the time from Italy or kind of surrounding countries? Uh, of course, uh, our clients are almost international. Uh, we have also some Italian from Milano, from Bergamo. They love Venice. Uh, everybody's in love with Venice, actually. But we have uh, our best clients are French, English. We lost a few Americans, although they were starting to, to search properties in Venice. We have, um, I would say, many people from England, many people. They are the best purchaser and they love Venice. And uh, it's an hour and a 45 minutes flight, uh, so it's very easy to reach. And on the topic of the UK, you merged with uh, Venice Real Estate merged with Knight Frank back in 2013. How have things changed for, for the company and how does the partnership work since it came into place? I've been trained uh, in the Knight Frank way. So I know what they want. I know what they expect from me. Uh, but uh, there is uh, personal things uh, that uh, work. Uh, I don't know why, for which reason, probably because uh, we are ethic is, uh, is the same, okay? And uh, we, we get on very well. There isn't very much difference between my office. I, I completely feel night, Frank. There's not a difference between uh, the London office or the Venetian office. We, we are the same person. So this is what... Uh, I like uh, the mo- most of it, that uh, we, we are the same. If somebody speaks to the London office, is exactly if we would speak uh, with Serena from Venice. So this is, um, this is a very strong link, actually makes me be even more, to be even more motivated in my work. So if somebody was starting out in their property career in Venice or anywhere in the world, what advice would you give to them? I think it's very important to have, uh, to practice a lot. You have to practice, you have to go to a real estate agent, agency and practice a lot. And also you have to feel that it's the right work for you. You do not have to push the client too much. For me, it's easy because it comes from inside. I don't make any difficulties. It's something that I was born with. You know, This is probably the success of the career, my career. You know, And patience and linked to passion are two very important elements. So this is what uh, what uh, what I think. And now that you're head of sales at the Knight Frank Venice office, Venice Real Estate office, how do you find simultaneously being an agent and representing clients while also managing such a such a lively office in Venice? It's a it's a very it's a very big responsibility. Sometimes I don't even sleep at night. I have to tell you the truth. I try to do to conduct my job as good as I can. Okay, I try not to make mistake, and I concentrate very much, and I try to please the client as much as I can, dedicating time and uh, and words, which I think are very important, and I try to instill a, a good relationship. A, a relationship of trust. It's all about trust. I'd like to dig into that point on trust a little bit further. How do you go about developing that trust with your your clients and your colleagues? Okay, the trust is that I'm I'm a very, as I mentioned to you, I really believe in the personal approach. I'm I'm a very spontaneous person. So when I look in the eyes of someone, I exactly say what I feel and what I think. 
I never push the client uh, and uh, I'm not obsessed in selling the client something. He has to come back to me and he say, okay, Serena, I think this is the right property for me. What do you think? It's important sometimes to make the client understand what is good and what is bad and give suggestions. Uh, but um, I always try to, to listen to what they want and uh, adjust consequently and um, with the right property, you know. And I try to find the good combination between, between these two things, basically. And to touch a little bit more on what you were saying earlier, you were saying that some nights you don't you don't sleep and you take everything quite, it's, it's all quite intense. Do you find that you ever struggle with any moments of imposter syndrome or anxiety or do you do you worry quite a lot or do you, oh, because you've been in the industry for so long now, do you think that you've kind of lost that little bit of insecurity surrounding things? I, I never worry. I never worry. But sometimes uh, while I'm too passionate about what I do, it brings, uh, which is it's not a very good thing, so, my family to come as a second, uh, you know, so I try to, the equilibrium between uh, me, that I'm a mother and a wife, and my career, of course, sometimes it's a little bit tricky. So it's important that sometimes I go on holiday, I stop thinking, I close my mobile. But actually, the success of this work, uh, it's uh, to have uh, an open chat with your clients night and day, and uh, speed and uh, the quick response is is, uh, the success of this work. I really think it is. This is the difference between us, my Frank, and uh, the others. Yeah. And so did you have a lot of work-life balance in your life? You said that you occasionally will switch off your phone and go on holiday, but you struggle to find that equilibrium sometimes. What do you do to try and make sure you get a little bit of balance? Or do you find that you're quite a, an intense and passionate person? So everything is always in a bit of extreme. So it's either extreme switching off or extreme working. There's no kind of balance between them. In order to relax a little bit, I try to do sport, I try to read, I try to think about... Uh things in general and uh, but it, it's hard it's hard it's hard to forget uh, my passion it is, that is work this is it, it's quite hard because I love it too much I love it too much I, I wouldn't say I live also for this but for me it's a very important element because uh, I like to be independent I like uh, I like to satisfy also other people it's true that I mean I'm not a doctor but it, to make people happy and to make my city look uh, nice uh, with the right people and uh, choosing the properties uh, to, and give uh, properties uh, of a city that I love to the right customer uh, I think is a satisfaction. And do you think that because you're also a Venetian yourself and you live in the city and you've worked in the city for so long do you think that passion is so much more intense because of your personal connection to the city? I think Venice is beautiful so uh, when you look at it you can never uh, get fed up of it and uh, it's a big relationship also that I have with water because I couldn't live in a city without water. I love boats I love moving with my little topeta which is a kind of a boat we use in Venice uh, a little na narrow that gets into the canals and uh, I love the quality of life that there is in this city. This uh, love is not that I was born here because I had the opportunities to live uh, 
somewhere else, but uh, I was always brought back to my born city. That's amazing. And to go on from that a little bit, when you were looking for your home in Venice, what sort of stuff were you looking for? What is it you love about your home? By my home, I have a beautiful garden. I love my garden. I live in a quiet place. I have a boat space, which is very important to have in Venice. If you're passionate about boat, water, and if you want to move quickly, because of course we do not use car. I live just behind Palazzo Grassi, which is a lovely location near San Samuele. I suggest people to put property in this area, Santo Stefano, which is uh, in the San Marco district, but away from the crowd. And uh, I feel very much protected in my house. Uh, and I love uh, the way I did it because I chose the, the color of the paint. Uh, I chose the, everything, every object uh, as a significance for me. And um, it's really a place where um, I feel very comfortable. And was it important for you to almost have that that home, that sanctuary, that place away from work as well in order to really make sure that you had that a little bit more balance in your life too? Yes, of course. This is important. I'm close to my office, but I have to walk like 10 minutes to reach home. And uh, even the, the work that I make every day, it, it makes me feel uh, relaxed and uh, it's a way to escape uh, a little bit. And talking about property experiences more generally, obviously you've been in the industry for quite a number of years now. What would you say looking back on your career would be your most exciting or interesting client connection or client relationship or property sale to date? I sold quite a few properties and sometimes when we had the global conference they laugh at me because um, I I sold uh, properties uh, to pop stars, uh, to fashion designers, uh, to important artists. I like uh, um, what it's impossible, you know. I like the very complicated client. I like uh, to satisfy the very spoiled client. That uh, I love challenges. Uh, I like um, I like to how could I say to become uh, a dream true, you know, and. Um, when I have that client that would say, you know, I want this and that, and uh, I'm sure you're not going to find it for me because it's so difficult. I have so many requests. Uh, this is what I like. I like the impossible things. Mm, and again, it's, it links back to everything you said where the client is, is central to everything you do. And so is there anything that you're working on at the moment? Are there any properties on, on Venice Real Estate's books at the moment that you're particularly excited about and you'd like to promote? Yes, I have a fantastic property near the Peggy Guggenheim collection. It's an old property from the ground to above, and uh, I think it has a very interesting price. It has uh, three entrances, uh, a double terrace overlooking Venice, and uh, it's around uh, 500 square meter with uh, this panoramic, really stunning terrace. Uh, it used to be actually uh, the, the house of the founder of the Cipriani brand, and uh, I think it is amazing. It has a fantastic location. It's by a canal. It's very difficult in Venice to find a wall palazzo, and this is with the three separate entrances, so interesting even to divide, and with also a private garden. So it's a real dream. Mm, that sounds incredible, and we'll make sure that we link it in the show notes this episode so you can go on the website and have a look at it. So 
So we begin to wrap up every episode by doing a quick fire round. And the first question is city or country? Uh, city. Classic or contemporary? A mixed. Penthouse or townhouse? Penthouse. Call or email? Call, call. Office or working from home? Uh, office. Swimming pool or tennis court? Swimming pool. Walk or run? Uh, run. And finally, Piazza San Marco or Dorsadora? Academia. I answer with something in the middle, linked from a bridge. So if somebody knows, uh, it's, uh, it's fun. And the final question that we ask everybody who comes on the podcast is, what does being a partner in property mean to you? It's a great opportunity also to be well-known abroad and is the best connection to somebody that is already is already well-known in its city. But having the international profile, of course, uh, adds something very important. Brilliant. Serena, thank you so much. Okay, thank you so much. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of At Home With. If you enjoyed this episode, please make sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Acast, or wherever you get your podcasts. We'd also love it if you shared this episode on social media, and please check out the show notes for more information. I'll be back next Wednesday with another exciting episode.